0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
1: The latest with the health of Jimmy Garoppolo. How many options do the Steelers have under center next year? Plus, what is the future of Jalen Hurts in Philly? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found Let's start with the biggest story.
1: When asked what is hurting him more, his thumb or his shoulder, Jimmy Garoppolo answered, yes. Not ideal when game temperatures in Green Bay on Saturday night are expected to be in the teens. Low on Saturday in Green Bay, one degree. Joining me now from Locked On 49ers, Eric Crocker and Crock. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had a a pretty good start to the game, then had this shoulder injury. His play fell off from there. The interception came after, apparently, this shoulder sprain. So what is the plan this week? Are we going to see Jimmy Garoppolo on Saturday?
2: If I had to guess, I'd say yes. I feel like Kyle Shanahan is going to play him even if he has to tape his body together. <laughs> so, and I don't think it's that, you know, he doesn't like the rookie. I think people will kind of jump to that assumption. Like, well, he's going to play the rookie. He's like, no, this, just, this is a Jimmy Garoppolo moment. This is too big to throw in your rookie quarterback, which would be his third ever career start on the road, Lambeau Field, playing against Aaron Rodgers, battling the elements. Like, no, I don't want to throw my rookie into that situation. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, you got to figure it out, but you will be playing come Saturday night.
1: Is there more of an impetus now than to have a Trey Lance package? Because we saw it was week three. It was a long time ago, and they haven't done it as much lately that they had a goal line package for for Trey Lance. They scored at the end of the first half with a little designed run for Trey Lance. That was a pretty big gamble at the time. Does this amplify the need or the desire from Kyle Shanahan to have a package of plays for Trey Lance?
2: You know, you you would think so, and I, and I think 49er fans are definitely waiting on that. But right now, the way it feels like Kyle Shanahan has gone about the whole Trey Lance thing is he doesn't view him as a package guy, even though he has packages for him. He doesn't view him as a gadget guy or a weapon. He views him as his backup quarterback, and he mm-hmm. wants to utilize Trey Lance the same way he would utilize Jimmy Garoppolo. So. I think that's why we haven't seen Trey Lance just randomly get thrown in there. He tried it early on in the first few games and he just didn't like the feel of forcing him into a situation uh, that threw off the rhythm of his offensive play calling. So I don't assume you'll see Trey Lance, but maybe in a game like this where it will probably be a little bit more run heavy for the 49ers as if they didn't run enough. Maybe there's a <laughs> scenario where they sneak them in, but, if I had to put my money on it, I'd say the over under on Trey Lance playing one snap is set at half, half a play. And uh, I'm taking the under even in that scenario. Mm.
1: Who do you think the, the injury that we saw him play, Jimmy did, uh, you know, in the, um, the the Cowboy game with that injury? Who on offense do you think it affects most if he is even more compromised than he was last week?
2: Probably George Kittle because he's the guy that they, you know, they try to utilize in, in all areas of the field, but they want to get him down the field over on those crosshairs. And, you know, if he can't be accurate like that, then, you know, especially down the field, it'll probably hurt him or Brandon Ayuk. A guy who won't hurt is Debo Samuel because they find every which way to get the ball in his hands, whether it's at the line of scrimmage, whether it's downfield, he's thrown, you know, bombs to him on deep post. Also, they, literally use him as a running back, which is the most unique <laughs> right. thing I've ever seen. And I, I know there's guys out there like Cordell Patterson, but Debo Samuel is a 1400 yard receiver that also legitimately plays running back. Like they will line him up and hand it off to him and he'll run between the A and B gap or he'll run outside. He's a really a running back. So uh, it's not going to affect Debo because they can utilize him any which way. Probably you can get him.
1: Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen of the day. Coming up, how many options do the Steelers have at quarterback for 2022?
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: The Knicks are currently in 11th place in the Eastern Conference, and a lot of people keep waiting to see if
3: they'll get things going.
1: Those people, well, we're going to have to keep waiting
3: hey what's up guys this is gavin Shaw of the locked on knicks podcast following a 112 to 110 loss for the new york knicks against the minnesota timberwolves and you look at the box score and this doesn't feel like a game the knicks should have lost julius Randle had a near triple double plus four blocks Kemba Walker uh, made big three after big three down the stretch of this game. And Evan Fournier was fantastic with an efficient 27 points. But there were a couple of reasons the Knicks still fell. First of all, it was an extremely lackluster first half, categorized by a whole bunch of turnovers, uh, very iffy, non-committal defense at different times, and just just a general lack of... force I would say throughout the first half and then in the second the Knicks came out in the third quarter made that massive run Fournier was stroking it from deep Randall was isolating on Jaden McDaniels torturing him with step back jumpers and everything felt good and even down the stretch the Knicks were playing really really hard But the final two or three minutes things just seemed to clamp up offensively R.J. Barrett had a really bad throwaway Julius Randall missed a crucial free throw after making eight of his first nine and then on the final play of the game Evan Fournier forced the ball, trying to drive it at Jaden McDaniels. Um, Alec Burks did have one final opportunity to win the game at the buzzer um, on a game he went scoreless, and he ultimately missed that three ball. And so the Knicks lost a winnable basketball game, won after a pretty horrific performance against the Charlotte Hornets. They really couldn't afford to lose. So that's it for now. Uh, the Knicks will try to rebound later this week. but Until then, I'm Gavin Shaw, Locked on Knicks.
1: Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott apologized Tuesday via Twitter for his post-game comments regarding fans throwing bottles and debris at the officials. When he was told the objects were directed at the referees, he said, credit to them then, credit to them. Dak tweeted Tuesday, I deeply regret the comments I made regarding the officials after the game on Sunday. I was caught up in the emotions of a disappointing loss and my words were uncalled for and unfair. I hold the NFL officials in the highest regard and have always respected their professionalism and the difficulty of their jobs. The safety of everyone who attends a game or participates on the field of a sporting event is a very serious matter. That was a mistake on my behalf, and I am sorry. Coach K may have just lost to Florida State. For the last time, the Seminoles upset the number 6 Duke Blue Devils 79-78 in overtime. Caleb Mills hit the go-ahead three late, and Leonard Hamilton got his eighth win all time against Mike Krzyzewski as the Florida State men's team has a record 13th consecutive overtime win. Coach K is expected to retire after the season. Pep Hamilton has declined an interview with the Panthers for their offensive coordinator vacancy. Hamilton, the Texans passing game coordinator and quarterback's coach, is expected to have other options this offseason. He could remain with the Texans depending on the head coaching hire. Imagine experiencing everything the Texans have over the last 12 months, looking at another job and going, Eh, I'll stay here. It tells you everything you need to know about what's going on in Carolina right now. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your football action this season. As the second round of the NFL playoffs gets kicked off next weekend, the Green Bay Packers will host the San Francisco 49ers. The betonline.ag line for this game is Green Bay giving six. The Tennessee Titans got to sit back and watch wildcard weekend. Now they face the Cincinnati Bengals, and the betonline.ag line for this game is Tennessee as three and a half point favorites. And the two teams that had huge blowouts in wildcard weekend. The Bills and the Chiefs. They face off in Kansas City. The BetOnline.ag line for this game is KC giving it two and a half. For all your gambling needs. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. To get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On To get that bonus. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts
0: is another story you need to know
1: by rule. The Pittsburgh Steelers will have to have a quarterback next year, (laughs) although I suppose they could go some heavy wildcat (laughs) offense, though that seems unlikely. We just don't know who that quarterback is going to be to help us figure it out from Locked On Steelers. Chris Carter joins me now. And Chris, this is a team that has a couple young quarterbacks on the roster under contract. Ben Roethlisberger is going to move uh, to. I, I don't know the Heinz Field apartments. He's going to do something else.
0: <laughs> what is the most likely path forward for the Steelers at the quarterback position? Well, Mike Tomlin actually talked about this on Tuesday. He said, one, Mason Rudolph, neither nor, nor Dwayne Haskins, has earned any, you know, standing spot as a starter, so that's that's thrown out. He said they'll have the right, to, they'll have the chance to compete for it next year, just like anybody else. But, I mean, the Steelers are pretty much making it clear they're not going to make a giant move to go get another quarterback, because this team is far from just one quarterback from putting themselves in as, as, back in as a Super Bowl contender. They, they want to reinvest in the Offensive line. They want to reinvest in the defense to strengthen up the weaknesses they had. And with Ben Rothersberger's imminent retirement coming, it will open up the opportunity. If you go to overthecap.com and look at their overall number right now, it's their cap number for next year set at forty-one million. That'll jump up to almost fifty million when Ben does retire. Most likely, it'll count count as a post June June first uh, cut their retirement. They'll get that money back. They'll also probably make some other moves, letting other guys go like Joe Schobert, maybe Zach Banner, though I think that they should try to give him a shot because he'll be he'll be healthy next year. But there'll be plenty of guys that they can that they can either get rid of or restructure, and then all of a sudden they're going to have over $60 million in cap space next year. And I, I don't see them do it using that to go get Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. I see them using that to say, Hey, let's grab a, maybe a Teron Armstead. Let's grab maybe a JC Jackson somewhere in the free agency part. They're going to actually be real bidders for the first time. And who knows how long, and that's probably, they're probably going to try to rebuff the rest of the roster. And meanwhile, they're just going to say, Hey, quarterbacks, Mason, Dwayne, a random rookie we draft that they won't trade up for. They'll probably, you know, just take whoever falls to them and this random vet that they sign in free agency for not a whole lot of money. You four have that in camp, but this team's going to be about running the football and playing defense next year. We just want to see if any of you guys catch on to it.
1: So if the plan for post Ben Life is slow and steady wins the race, why not treat this past offseason as planning for that, whether it was some sort of I mean, maybe Haskins was the sort of like, hey, high upside swing. Let's take a shot. But they they treated this past offseason like, hey, we can go win the Super Bowl because we have been one
0: more year. I mean, they did, but they also they also you know wanted they wanted to make moves to say, hey, let's compete this year, but let's also keep our options open for the future. They didn't spend about ten million dollars in cap space this year, and that's one of the major criticisms in Pittsburgh. People saying, oh, if they had spent those ten million dollars, then they would have been you know able to compete with Kansas City. That's not what the case was. They fielded a competitive roster, a roster that honestly Mike Tomlin led to much better than I think that, it does, that some of its parts was what what which you know should have gotten them to. Um, but they got that roster. And I think what they did do this year, Peter, they got a running back at Najee Harris that they believe in, and that in in the they were some, he was somehow the NFL's fourth leading rusher on the 29th rushing offense behind an offensive line that was. Terrible for most most of the year. They they like what they got in him. Pat Frymuth looks like he could be the next up-and-coming super tight end of the NFL with the way that he played with, with, with Ben Roethlisberger. Even though Deontay Johnson started dropped at the end of the season, with Ben Roethlisberger at the worst part of his career, he still had the 10th most receiving yards. They see those as pieces they can work around. They're just going to need to invest in other parts to say, hey you know, we have to work to say, now, why didn't the Steelers do more? Well, they were strapped with Ben's cap number and he wasn't going to retire this past year. And if they had cut him, they would have been, stuck with Mason Rudolph anyways, and still been paying for Ben Roethlisberger. So it was more so of just a, hey, you're here, find a way to do it. They got a playoff berth out of it. I think that's a that's a major win for the coaching staff and for the organization. Uh, but this was absolutely the plan alone. They tried some middle-round picks at the offensive line. Dan Moore Jr., I think, worked for a fourth-round pick. Kendrick Green did not. At, at center. This year, I would envision them, you know, A, signing a big name in free agency, and B, probably making their first or second round draft pick an offensive lineman to address that group.
1: Coming up, what is the future of Jalen Hurts in Philly? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, maybe you should include a built bar in that plant. I got a message the other day from someone who got them for his his partner who is a world-class bodybuilder. She loved them, loved them. And it's because they taste delicious, but they're also great for you. Protein, high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar. And you can get them in so many different kinds of flavors. Your sweet tooth is going to thank you, but you get to have all of the delicious taste with the healthy part of it. Imagine that. Check out built.com to see what's new.
2: Agree or disagree. This is the cue of the day. To
1: say the Philadelphia Eagles have a decision to make at quarterback is like saying a Philly cheesesteak is just a sandwich. They are going to have to decide the future of their franchise, potentially potentially. This offseason, joining me now from Locked On Eagles, Gino Camilleri. And Gino, after this 31 15 loss, Jalen Hurts, he goes 22 of 43 for 258 with a pick, or excuse me, with a touchdown and two interceptions. How much from this game do you think will be used by the front office to determine Jalen Hurts' future?
4: I would say just like every other game, you can't put it all on Jalen Hurts. Yes, it wasn't the performance you had wanted to, but a lot of the things we outlined prior to this game, if they got off to a slow start, if he turned the ball over being Jalen Hurts, if their defense didn't play press men in the beginning and get pressured to Tom Brady, this would be the result. And if you look around the league at the other teams in the NFC that lost Dallas and Arizona, their quarterbacks didn't play too hot either. And those teams had much Higher expectations than a team like Philadelphia did. Jalen Hurts, you would have liked to see him improve in that game, but what they did throughout the season is not all for naught. They made huge strides, especially Jalen Hurts, going back to week one, to seeing what he did in week 17 and 18, especially in week 17 when they had to clinch and had to get that win, especially the weeks before that. He got it done when it mattered. There's a lot to change over in terms of the weapons that he might be thrown to in terms of his wide receiver too. If Jalen Rager goes out of town, there's a lot of defensive personnel turnover that they might need. So it doesn't all come down to QB one, but at the end of the day, it's not the performance you would like to see. And he's going to get 2022, 20, but right now it's still up in the air. Like you've said,
1: what is the optimal plan then moving forward? Is it, Hey, let's go get Marcus Mariota as, as a guy who just comes in and, and if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, you have, you know, this guy or he come in to compete to start or, you know, you have Russell Wilson potentially out there. Who knows? QBX could suddenly become, you know, a malcontent at his location. What is the optimal path forward at quarterback for the Philadelphia
4: Eagles? Well, after Howie Roseman moved down from Carson Wentz, the whole idea was going to be optionality. Because you look at Jalen Hurts, he's going into year three of his rookie contract. Behind him, you still have Gardner Minshew on his rookie deal for another year. So you should be good at that backup position. You talk about a guy like Marcus Mariota. Is it that big of an upgrade over a guy like Jalen Hurts? Do you see what Jalen could bring you, especially because he's going to have that fourth year of that rookie deal? So if he does turn out well in 2022 and you do want to move forward with him, You still have three first-round picks to build around him this year. You have a boatload of cap space that's going to be incoming. Optimally, I would just like them to make sure that they overturn every stone when they're making their choice. If Russell Wilson is out there, make sure you do everything in your power to see what it would take to get him. I know that... Aaron Rodgers has been speculated that he might want out of Green Bay eventually. I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but like you said, if quarterback X doesn't come out of the woodwork or does come out of the woodwork, Howie Roseman is going to poke and prod every avenue. They're going to look at the guys in the draft. They might stockpile assets to 2023 in a stronger quarterback class, but right now they're going to look at every option they have and they're going to leave no stone unturned, especially at that position Coming off of a season where you just lost in the playoffs, and that's the reality of it. Can you upgrade there? And they're going to look at that for every single position across the board. But we know that that one that starts with a Q is much more important with any other position on that field.
1: And finally, Lucy Harris, who won three national championships at Delta State and scored the first points in Olympic women's basketball history, died Tuesday at 66, her family announced. Harris was the first black woman inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in 1992. She was also drafted by the NBA's New Orleans Jazz in 1977, making her the first and only woman to be officially selected by an NBA team, although she didn't try out for the Jazz because she was pregnant at the time. Think about that. She briefly played professionally in the Women's Professional Basketball League in 1979 and 1980. Coming up Thursday, which NFL game this weekend is the best matchup? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.